Welcome to another exciting episode of It's Raining Mets, as in meteorologist. It's me, meteorologist Tom Russell, alongside... And it's me, meteorologist Ed Russo. Tom, another week of spring and winter. (laughs) So we're going to talk a little bit about what we think is going to happen between now and uh, when spring really kicks in. And then Ed has done a lot of research on something that happened uh, in March in 1993. 27 years ago. Almost Do you remember years. the storm of the century? Impressive. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. So we're so glad you're uh, you're listening in. Don't forget, you can catch the podcast uh, wherever you find it. It's always available at cbs21.com. So you can find it there. Share it, too, because uh, folks uh, love hearing about uh, stuff we're talking about and helps if you share it as well. All right. So here we are in uh, the middle of March. We're facing St. Patrick's Day. And I can remember many St. Patrick's Day parades uh, being uh, wet, being icy, uh, being cold, you know, that usually a mix of some kind messing with St. Patrick's Day. This year, none of that in. Yeah, it looks like uh, once again we're going to just continue hanging the same tune we've, we've had all winter. of Way above average. Way above average. No winter in sight. Um, and just, you know, March is our last chance. And it just, <laughs> it's, not, it's not looking like we're going to be seeing. I, I, I think the, the major snow threat or possibility quickly fading at this point because climatology, once you're beyond mid-March, yeah, just, then, you just don't really get big snow. Everything's against here. you. Sun angle, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, all right, let's put uh, the winter in perspective. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it was the uh, sixth warmest winter on record. So when we talk winter, Meteorological winter is December, January, February. So that was sixth warmest. We only had 5.1 inches of snow. I think that was the third least snowiest winter is where that fell, right? And you know when that fell? I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but that fell during Farm Farm Show show Week. (laughs) That'll play into some of the uh, theories there. Oh, sure. So those are the kind of numbers we're coming off of. Now, if you're a snow lover, here's what we're hanging on to. The last three marches have had significant snowfall. So despite a warm February, we were able to at least get some snow in March. But as we started off with, we're already at the midpoint uh, uh, in March. So it's really hard. I mean, we're running out of time. However, we do see some of the pattern changing to the point where the MJO and a couple of these oscillations we looked at are sliding east because it's been record cold in Alaska. It's been record cold in parts of uh, the upper Midwest, but not obviously making to the east. So they had this last little chance that some mm-hmm. of this cold air could get pushed down. It's all, it's all timing. And a lot of the storm systems we've seen this year, the cold air comes in behind most of the moisture. And the moisture's already gone. The, by the moisture's time already gone. Yep. And sure, there's an outside chance that we could get a, a you know, that um, timing just right. And you know what? Northeast North Carolina, the coastal North Carolina had the timing right this year and they saw snow. We were just too they far saw, north yeah, more snow to see that. anything. Yeah. All right. So Ed, yeah. in my gut, in my gut, I feel like we have one more snowfall in us. Not a big one, but maybe one, two, three inch kind of snowfall here. I mean, we've had snow in April. I mean, snow, right. you would call it an onion snow usually, but up to Easter, which is what, April 12th this year, game on. Right. You know, and, and I'll say this climatology is against us not getting at least another little snow because if we didn't this would be the least snowiest winter be unprecedented. it would be unprecedented so and you can't say that we're going to have an unprecedented winter in terms of lack of winter when you're still in mid-march because we've had mm-hmm. little snowfalls yep. in late march two and, years ago it was march 21st yep so it happens right? yeah and and even into april 
you know, we've seen snow. And I know right. e- even a lot of the snow lovers out there, I think at this point, are like, you <laughs> know like, what, whatever. if I want it, <laughs> I want it during the heart of winter, March and April, I want, I want baseball weather. You missed it, yeah. yeah. Missed your, uh, right. Well, here's the thing, uh, you know, we still have time. It, it almost feels like we're wish casting, that's what I always call it, when you're, you're wishing for something. But I would like to see one more snow, just to prove that it can snow <laughs> in central PA, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, we've had a... Um, Andrea Finney, she's she's from Arkansas, and you know when I when I tell her, you know, we've had some major storms here. So she's our newest weekend anchor. She doesn't believe you, does yeah, she? Yeah, she doesn't believe me. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, Ed, it it doesn't snow here, does it? I'm like, oh yes, it does. Oh yes, it does. Be- Wait till next winter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wait till next time. There you go. Uh, speaking of April, as long as we're kind of talking about this, I do think just the way the pattern is, we're going to end up cooler. We see a, a, a cooler signal toward the end of March, and I think April could be kind of. I wouldn't say miserable, but it could be on the chilly mm-hmm. side as opposed to as mild as we've been. Sure, and 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 that and that pattern flip that we're going to see in April, uh, what's unfortunate about it is it's going to probably. I mean, I could see it end, ending up being a, a cooler than normal month. But the the thing is, if we just had that same exact pattern a month or two prior, we, we would have been talking about snow. We would have been talking about snow. snow. It's just <laughs> the pattern is setting yep. up. In, that favors snow, but it's happening so late in the season right. where it's just on average too warm in most of what falls. But that could rain. also favor a more active springtime. Correct. So, Correct. Uh, and I'll just throw this out there not to get ahead of ourselves, but it was April last year that we saw that week of tornadoes uh, across the state. We set a record, uh, and that happened really early in the season, which normally our, our severe season is until May and June. Uh, so bottom line is be on guard. We got a fun couple of months, you know, weather-wise. We always like spring because it's it's just so volatile. Everything, mm-hmm. anything, everything and anything could happen. So right, right. It's kind of fun. All right, speaking of March and anything happening, let's take you back, what did you say, 27 years, 1993. 27 years ago, Ed Russo has yeah. been doing some research here on the uh, storm of the century. So let's set the stage. Yeah, so you've probably heard of um, many storms referred to as the storm of the century. <laughs> but this is the real one. This is the real one. <laughs> I, you know, no, and it wasn't just here. This is not mm-hmm. a storm that just happened in Pennsylvania. I mean, this right. produced uh, destructive tornadoes across the state of Florida that, you know, it, it killed dozens of people. Um, so it had a severe weather side to it. Right. Um, which, when you have a big-time snowstorm in March, it's not uncommon that the warmer side produces severe weather. W- w- there were two things that really defined this storm, and it was, um, it was how far south the heavy snow fell. Hmm. Um, you know... Alabama, three inches of snow in Alabama is a big deal. Yeah, it shuts, it's, the, shuts everything down. It's, it's a big deal in Huntsville, which is at the northern part of the state, and mm-hmm. it's an even bigger deal in Birmingham, which is in the central part of the state. Right. Some of those locations in central and northern Alabama got 12 to 18 inches of snow. Wow. And into wow. north Georgia. And uh, we were looking at a statistic earlier, uh, Mount Mitchell, the highest point right. east, of the, uh, east of the Mississippi in the lower 48, and I think east of east of the Mississippi in the North American continent, if I'm, if I I'm think correct. Right. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Spans over 6,000 feet up, just a little uh, higher than Mount Washington in New Hampshire. Uh, Isn't that high? Really? Yeah, yeah. Mount Mitchell, North Carolina. Get this, 50 inches of snow with 14-foot drifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Impressive. Imagine? The only thing bigger was, what, 56 inches at Mount Leconte in Tennessee. Tennessee. So that's four and a half feet of snow. Yeah, that's almost five feet. Oh, my snow. goodness. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So uh, one of our higher ones was 36 inches in uh, Latrobe, Pennsylvania, with 10-foot drifts, which leads me to the next point of this. This is March 12th through the 15th, the middle of the month. 
And what makes a blizzard, and this is important to point out, is the winds. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, blizzard is a term that's easily thrown around. The, mm-hmm. the term has almost been diluted to the point that when, you know, when people see gently falling snow outside, if it's if it's snowing heavily, it must be <laughs> it's a blizzard. It must be a blizzard. But a blizzard really is a specific weather term in that, you know, technically, I think the definition is it has to, you know, according to the National Weather Service, a blizzard is a storm in which you have heavy snow falling for a period uh, sustained, or, right? Yeah, you have well, heavy yeah. snow falling combined with sustained winds of right. 35 miles an hour or higher for a period of three hours or more. That is incredibly difficult to achieve here in central PA. Sure it's is. much more common over the plains. And one of the reasons for that is all the, all the terrain, the hilly terrain around here, Pretty the mountainous so. ter- terrain, slows the wind down. There's a lot more friction right. on the wind, which slows it down in mountainous terrain. When you're out in the open plains, the wind can blow freely. It can b- blow more freely over the ocean. There's less friction. So a lot of times over the over the plains, we see blizzard conditions achieved more often. But the thing with this storm is we had some really high winds during mm-hmm. the height of the event when the heaviest snow was falling, causing whiteout conditions and, and power outages all yeah, over. That's a good point. So we associate winds with barometric pressure, and uh, the pressures were associated with what we would think of as a Category 3 hurricane. So this is kind of a big deal. All right, so let's go back and kind of paint in people's minds how this thing played out. So if you look at a kind of picture, a map of the U.S., this thing starts in the Gulf of Mexico. It taps into Gulf Mexico moisture, Atlantic moisture, and it works its way up out of the southeast, and then it kind of sits right in that perfect setup right uh, along the northeast where we get what we call a traditional nor'easter. Right, and those those winds, we call it a nor'easter because you get that nor- those northeast winds along the northeastern seaboard. It's not, it's not because the storm impacts the northeast. It's because of the northeast winds that yep. generates that, those higher water levels along the coastline. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, a couple other numbers that jumped out at me, uh, damage-wise or, or cost-wise, $5.5 billion in damages that correlates to $9.9 billion in 2020 dollars. So you're talking about, you mentioned the, the South, which had to shut down, mm-hmm. literally, uh, the damage from the winds, the tornadoes you talked about in Florida. So this was really a devastating storm. When you think it only played out over, what, two or three days, right. it really affected a the, lot of people. Yeah, those are that, that's, that's a lot of money for, for the early 90s, when you put it that way. Now, you were a little bit young, but one of the other points was this was one of the first forecasts where operational numerical weather prediction was really kind of coming into its mm-hmm. own and coming of age. And uh, some of the forecasts the, uh, from the National Weather Service, it was the first time the National Weather Service were able to predict accurately a system severity five days in advance. Now, that seems kind of antiquated to us now because we usually see severe threats a week out or sure. more. Uh, but back then, uh, it was amazing. The official blizzard warnings were issued two days before the storm arrived. And they, uh, then as we shifted to the short-term models, they began to confirm the predictions. So this was a big leap forward mm-hmm. in numerical model prediction. And now we just we do that daily. We take it for granted. But, uh, you know, 1993 was still kind of in, in its infancy. Yeah, and a, a, a two-day warning for a storm like that is... I mean, this is why a storm, let, let me start over. Um, winter storms are incredibly complex to forecast. Mm-hmm. So when you're able to confidently predict and even warn people, issue a warning two days in advance, 
that's that's amazing because you know the National Weather Service today, depending on where you live, but they'll they wait twenty four to thirty six hours beforehand right. to issue Even a warning just just because when whenever you have a winter storm, the uncertainty is always very high. The the, the forecast confidence in in predicting a winter storm is is much lower on average than it is forecasting for just a standard sunny day. Right. Because there's so many variables that come together and potentially impact a very large amount of people. The one thing I didn't look at, and maybe you grasped, was it a snowy winter that year? Actually, uh, I did not look at that. I have to look that up. Because, you know, a lot of times we go through a winter like we just did, and we go, ah, we can't get any snow. But sure enough, March can just summon all the ingredients. Mm -hmm. And we've had some of our biggest storms in March, and this is, uh, you know, case number one here, the storm of the century, 1993. So the cool side of this as meteorologists, as weather geeks, you know, you remember where you were. You remember you were a pretty young kid, so you you remember how high that that snow probably yeah. stacked oh, up yeah. to you. It's so fun. You it's know. so fun. You know, it lives on in our memories like that. But as you go back and you look at it from a statistical standpoint, this was a doozy, man. This was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was. And and, and you know, it's just at least for me, uh, it's just one of those iconic storms that you remember, like the old fashioned, you know, blizzard, like blizzard, we talked about, right? blizzard that. That happens in in central PA. Although again, technically a blizzard is is something that is that is rare here. It's pretty but, rare here. But all right. the ingredients came together for that uh, perfect old fashioned snowstorm in mid March. Now I was living in the south, and I moved to Pennsylvania in uh, uh, in late spring of that year. And one of, one of the things I remember was flying in around Easter time, which must have been early April, and still seeing snow on the ground. And I came from the south. I'm like. Why is there still snow on the ground yeah. in April? What am I moving? I know, into? and you're fr- you know you're generally from this area, <laughs> right, you know, right, right, Northern I, Maryland. I've so, been away for a while. Where, but where you snow. know, yeah, you know, in early April, if there's still like a snowpack on the ground, that's not something you yeah, see every. That's year. kind of a big deal. All right, I'll put you on the spot, Ed. Do we get snow one more time this year? Uh, you know how hesitant I am about. <laughs> you are hesitant. <laughs> I think we get. I think we get a, a small, tiny one. That's now, what now, what does that mean? One to three inches. One to three inches. Yeah, think? I think there's and, still a decent possibility for and that. And anything that happens this time of year, is you, you don't have to shovel it. It's no. gone. Yeah, you know, it falls at 8 o'clock in the morning. The sun gets higher in the sky, and, <laughs> and it's, it's gone done. by 10. You don't even, you know, it's done. Uh, you know. I will make this remark, and I think we talked about it before. This is really a remarkable season for me. To go through winter with really no winter... I, I can't remember that. Yeah, it just feels like you skip a whole season. Yeah. You know, like yeah. time is moving way too fast. Um, it's like, wait a minute, what happened in winter? This and is this is what it this is what it's like in Florida. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, only a lot more sunshine. Yeah, only a lot more sunshine. Out. Any other thoughts on the uh, nineteen ninety three storm of the century come to mind? Uh What's that? Any more thoughts come to mind on the storm of the century? I don't think so. But if you viewers have any thoughts and would like to email us, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, send us your memories. We'd love to see it. Um, of course, we have our own memories, but we love to see yours. So <laughs> send well, them go. our way. And we love your thoughts on our podcast too. If there's a subject you'd like to like us to uh, to tap into, you can email me, Tom Russell at cbs twenty one dot com. Ed, give out yours. Yep, and EJ Russo at sbgtv.com. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the feedback. We really appreciate you checking us out on cbs twenty one dot com and on our uh, social media platforms and all that stuff. We love talking about the weather, and uh, we're so glad that you're listening. So thanks. We'll uh, see you next time on It's Raining Mets.